Hi, my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is January 24th through the 30th, and we are going to be in Moses 7. Now, Moses 7 is really, really fascinating to me for a couple of reasons. One being that there are very few other times in scripture where Christ has seemed more human than when he is speaking to Enoch in Moses chapter 7. Now, when I say human, what I mean is more real, someone you can stand next to, approachable, a person, right? There are a few times that I feel like it's just interesting to be able to read a conversation that the Lord had with Prophet Enoch. And there are lots of things that we can learn about our Savior while he's talking to Enoch. One of the things that struck me this week is a characteristic of the Lord that we do not often talk about or really ever talk about. <laughs> and that is the characteristic of vulnerability. Now, we are not necessarily accustomed to speaking about the Lord as being vulnerable, right? We tend to identify more with this Lord or we tend to focus more on the Lord who is all-powerful which he is. <laughs> However, in some aspects of the word, the Lord is vulnerable. And the definition of vulnerable is to be susceptible to physical or emotional attack. Now, we know that there isn't really anything out there <laughs> that we need to worry about physically when it comes to the Lord. I'm pretty sure he can handle anything that's getting thrown at him. However, emotionally, the Lord has given us a big enough piece of his heart that he is vulnerable to us, right? When we suffer, when we do what's wrong, when we make mistakes, when we bring pain on ourselves or when others have experienced pain by, at the fault of somebody else, right? He weeps, right? He suffers emotional pain because he gave us that much of his heart, right? He is vulnerable to pain caused by us humans. We are, we often talk about how vulnerability can be seen as a weakness. A lot of people, even if they <laughs> believe vulnerability as a strength in all of this, sometimes subconsciously we still hold on to it. Like, I don't want to be vulnerable. It's a weakness. It's, it's going to cause problems. However, in Moses chapter seven, we see a Lord who feels very deeply who is affected by us very deeply, is deeply vulnerable because of it, <laughs> and yet still remains this all-powerful being, right? So I want to talk about how is the Lord vulnerable, how he can still be all-powerful, <laughs> and I want to talk about, I guess, how we can mimic that. So how is the Lord vulnerable? We kind of already covered it. The Lord very simply loves us. And because of his love for us, it's going to cause him pain. When you love humans, <laughs> imperfect humans, you will inevitably feel pain. It's inseparable. There are weaknesses, even when it has nothing to do with spiritual weaknesses, right? If I get a health problem and it causes me a lot of pain, the Lord hurts for me because he loves me. We live in a vulnerable world. We live in a world with a lot of faults that cause pain. And because of that, because of the Lord's love, 
he feels that pain as well. Now there's a couple of verses in Moses chapter seven that I want to talk about that kind of show this vulnerability that, that he has. So this is Moses chapter seven and it's verse 28. And it says, and it came to pass that the God of heaven looked upon the residue of the people and he wept. And Enoch bore record of it saying, how is it that the heavens weep and shed forth their tears as the rain upon the mountains? We talked about this a little bit, right? He wept. He feels it deeply enough that he weeps over it. Emotional vulnerability. Another verse. And I really, really like this one because I think it's sweet. So it's Moses chapter seven and it is verse 51. We need a little bit of context so you understand what's happening here. So the Lord is showing Enoch all sorts of things about his creations, about the world. And Enoch has seen a lot of pain happening in the world. In fact, I'm pretty sure by this point he has refused to be comforted because he has witnessed so much of the pain that happens within humanity. And because of this pain, he cries out to the Lord and begs the Lord to have mercy because there's just so much pain and it's really, really hard to take in. So this is what happens in response to Enoch pleading for this mercy. So it's Moses chapter 7, verse 51. And it's really just the first phrase. It says, And the Lord could not withhold, and he covenanted with Enoch, and swear, with, swear unto him with an oath that he would stay the floods, that he would call upon the children of Noah. The Lord could not withhold. He could not help. He could not withhold giving Enoch that answer because he loved Enoch personally. He couldn't help himself from saying, yes, Enoch, right? Even if the Lord already had a plan to continue to call upon the children of Noah, which he did, he was always, he always reaches out to us. He always sends prophets. Even after there's been apostasy, he still sends prophets, right? He was already planning on reaching out to the children of Noah, to reaching out to the children of men. However, he cannot withhold comforting Enoch and telling him, yes, I'll swear, swear to you that I am going to show mercy. So the Lord loves us. He is vulnerable. There are different kinds of vulnerability. Of course, there's a physical vulnerability that we're not really worried about when it comes to Jesus Christ, but there's different kinds of emotional vulnerability. Stick with me because I'm going to tie it back into Christ. So the first kind is the kind of vulnerability that Christ experiences it. And that is the one that stems from his deep love from us, right? We have all experienced this to a degree. We have all experienced the kind of pain that accompanies when you love somebody and either they're making wrong choices that are really affecting their lives or when they are affected by the bad choices of someone else or when they just happen to get a fluke in this earth and they got the bum end of the deal. They have a health problem. They're suffering because of it. We've all experienced the kind of pain that comes from watching someone you love suffer. All of us, to a degree, have experienced this kind of vulnerability that Christ has experienced. Second type of vulnerability. So this kind of vulnerability comes when you do not have a deep testimony of your innate worth. When you don't truly believe all the way down, deep down to your core, that you are someone who deserves to be loved. Most of us, 99% of us, if not all of us, have also experienced this kind of vulnerability. Now, when, when we don't have this deep testimony that we are worthy and that we are 
good and that we have immense potential. When we don't have that testimony, we tend to turn to other things. We become vulnerable to other outside validations, right? That are much more arbitrary than how the Lord feels about us, right? So I don't feel very good. So I'm going to go and try to get validation from somebody else, Tell have them tell me enough that they love me so that I can feel like I'm worth it, right? That's where this vulnerability is stemming from. It often results in image control. So you like, because you don't think you're worthy, you think, oh, I'm going to put up this picture so that no one can see me behind it, but they'll see this picture that I'm putting up. And it will be this image that I want people to see, and they will love this image that I'm putting up. Christ has not experienced this kind of vulnerability. This is something that we experience. Christ has not experienced this. And that is really important to recognize because it answers our next question, which is, if Christ is vulnerable, how is he still all-powerful? Now, just like there are different kinds of vulnerability, there's also different kinds of power, right? So there's the power to control the seas. Christ has this. He calmed the sea, right? But there's a different kind of power that I'm specifically speaking about that I think is one of the most important powers to have in eternity. And that is the power to experience joy and happiness and peace and contentment. This is the kind of power that I want to talk about. And I think, just as I said, it's probably one of the most important powers to have for eternal life is the power to experience joy and happiness. Even if you are Jesus Christ... <laughs> you still experience pain in the eternities. No matter who you are, whether you're doing what's right, whether you're doing what's wrong, whether you have chosen to nurture very deep relationships, whatever you've chosen to spend your life doing, even if you've done everything right, even if you are our perfect savior, there is still pain that is experienced in, in the eternities. It is an eternal truth that there is pain. Eternal life is not the absence of pain. Eternal life is the ability to experience this pain and to simultaneously suck out as much joy and as much contentment and as much peace and as much happiness as you can at the same time. Eternal life is to experience all the best things of, of eternity, of forever, right? Even though we experience these bad things, it's to also bring in all of the best that's why we try to be like Christ at all, right? <laughs> that's why we're trying to be like him because he has that kind of life. He is experiencing the most kind of happiness that you can have. Now, I want to, I guess, try to put this in a sentence, right? What have we learned so far? It is despite the fact that Christ is vulnerable because of his love for us, he still holds the power to be happy in the supreme sense of the word forever, right? So I'm going to say that again because there's a lot of parts to that, <laughs> but it's, I'm trying to sum up what we've talked about so far. Despite the fact that Christ is vulnerable because of his love for us, he is still able to hold the power of being happy in the supreme sense of the word. Now I want to take that a step further by changing just one word. And that word is despite. I want to change it to because. Because of Christ's vulnerability, 
caused by his love for us, he is able to be happy in the supreme sense of the word forever. I've said this three times now, one last time, so you can really understand what I'm saying. Because of Christ's vulnerability caused by his love for us, he is able to be happy in the supreme sense of the word forever. Vulnerability is an essential characteristic to happiness because it is an essential characteristic to connection to other people, right? The key is to be vulnerable in the way that Christ is vulnerable. If you're putting up an image, right? We talked about how there's the kind of vulnerability that Christ experiences and then another kind of vulnerability that a lot of us also experience. And it's this idea of putting up an image so that people connect with this image. You're still behind that image, right? And people aren't seeing you. And so you're not actually connecting with them. You're not you're still lonely because they're connecting with what you want them to see rather than connecting with you. And so you're still going to experience loneliness rather than deep happiness and love that comes from connecting with other imperfect humans like yourself. Now, let's pretend we're on the other side again. We have all of eternity to experience all of the things, right? We can learn all of the skills and do all of the things that we want to do, and we have all of the time to do it. We also have an immense amount of financial or temporal security, right? We're not worried about where our meal is coming from tomorrow. There's an end to the joy that comes with these things, right? Because there is an amount of joy and peace that come from knowing that you will always have what you need, and there is an amount of joy and peace that comes with learning the piano, learning a new sport, learning new things, bettering yourself, there's joy that comes with that. There is an end to the amount of joy that you can experience from those things because you have all eternity to do it. And at some point you have done all of it, right? (laughs) You have learned all of the things. And then also this idea of temporal security. Temporal security is essential to our well-being and to our happiness. However, you need more than that to experience true happiness. So when everything is stripped away, when all of our trials and successes and all these worldly things that differentiate us are stripped away, what's going to be left are our choices and who we've become. And then our relationships to other people, right? Our deep connections with the people around us, our friends that we've made in this life, our family that we've chosen to be close to, our deep connection to the spirits that come after us, right? That's where we're going to find our happiness are in those relationships. We can't have those deep connections and those deep relationships with people without vulnerability. It is impossible. You cannot have a deep relationship with somebody if they don't see you, if you're not vulnerable enough to let them see you. Now, It's very important to be vulnerable. It is extremely important to be vulnerable in the way that Christ is vulnerable, in the way that he does it, because there's other types of vulnerability that are not going to bring happiness. (laughs) It is essential to be vulnerable in the way that Christ is vulnerable. There are a couple of ways 
that I'm going to reiterate that we can be vulnerable in ways that are not like Christ. So we're going to talk about that first. There's a couple ways that you can be vulnerable <laughs> that do not reflect Christ. Now, I don't bring these things specifics up to make anybody feel bad because so don't feel guilty about it because that's just silly because 99.9% .9 of people, if not all of us, experience these kinds of vulnerability. It is very difficult to work to overcome these kinds of vulnerabilities, right? So don't feel bad about it. The only reason I bring it up is because you can't overcome it if you can't see it. So I'm going to bring it up and we're going to talk about it. So this way of being vulnerable, that's not like Christ. It manifests in a couple different ways. We've talked about one, you put up this image. And this image that people see is confident and happy and so cool and has maybe has a lot of money, maybe has all of these things that you think are ingredients that people are going to love, right? You put up this image. There's no happiness there. There's no, because you're always in fear that if they see the real you, they won't love you, right? There's that fear. If you're putting up this image, there's this fear that they're going to see you. And that kind of sucks the happiness away. <laughs> even if you don't live in fear that they're going to find you out, even if you think your image control is perfect, you're still not connecting to people <laughs> because they're connecting with this image that you're projecting, not you. And so you don't have that deep relationship with them. Second little image control that sometimes people do. You keep people at arm's length and you try to be apathetic and you don't care and you don't want to get close to people and you don't let yourself fully experience that kind of love. I hit that point on my mission, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I remember just being like, Heavenly Father, I cannot love any more of these people <laughs> because it hurts when they don't accept the gospel. I can't, I don't want to experience this pain anymore. I don't want to love anybody anymore. You put your arms up, right? And if you want to argue with yourself <laughs> that you are invulnerable by making yourself not care about anybody, you're lying to yourself because you wouldn't be projecting this image of apathy if you didn't care. <laughs> Okay. So 99% of us have felt this kind of vulnerability that we need to overcome because it's keeping us from truly developing deep connections and happiness. Now, the way that Christ experiences vulnerability, let's turn to a verse so that we can better understand how Christ experienced it. Once again, let's have a little bit of context so we understand what's happening. So we read this verse before, but heavenly... Christ wept and Enoch saw it and he said, how are you weeping? Because you're so powerful. How is it that the heavens weep? Because you can do all of this really cool stuff and you've created all this incredible stuff. How are you weeping? This is part of Christ's answer. This is Moses chapter 7, verse 36 through 37. And it says, wherefore, this is the Lord speaking, wherefore I can stretch forth mine hands and hold all the creations which I have made. And mine ear can pierce... My eye can pierce them also, and among all the workmanship of mine hands, there has not been so great wickedness as among my brethren. But behold, their sins shall be upon the head of their fathers. Satan shall be their father, and misery shall be their doom. And the whole heavens shall weep over them, even all the workmanship of mine hands. Wherefore, should not the heavens weep, seeing these shall suffer? I, I'm going to point it out in case you missed it. Misery shall be their doom. So he's looking at the people on earth and he's saying they are experiencing misery. They are hurting. How can the heavens not weep? Seeing these shall suffer. Seeing that people that Christ love suffer, right? 
when we experience the kind of vulnerability that does not reflect Christ, it is it often revolves around ourselves. We're worried about what other people are going to think of us. We're worried about being rejected. We're worried about whether everyone is just going to leave us behind, right? This is universal. It is very hard to work to overcome worrying about ourselves. <laughs> it prevents us from being happy. When we choose to be vulnerable in the way that Christ is vulnerable, we take ourselves out of the equation, right? His vulnerability, his emotional pain stemmed from those he loved. He watched those he loved suffering and that caused him pain, right? Let's not even talk about the fact that he is going to personally experience all the pain that we experience. We're just talking about the fact that he's weeping for us because we're experiencing it, right? When Christ experiences, when he is vulnerable to us, it's always about us. It's never about him. He's not worried about... <laughs> he knows what he's worth. <laughs> it's always about us. There will always be hard parts of eternity. Always. It's a fact. <laughs> and sometimes on my worst days, that does not sound so fantastic. As long as the heavens choose to bestow the gift of agency upon the children of men, the heavens will also have cause to weep. Vulnerability will always be an aspect of eternity. <laughs> whether you want to admit it to yourself or not. Vulnerability is a thing. It's just going to be a part of our eternity. But when we choose to be like Christ, when we choose to be vulnerable in the way that Christ is vulnerable, we will be able to suck the most happiness available in eternity as well, right? We won't just experience the hard parts of eternity. We will be experiencing the best of what eternity has to offer even though it'll have a little bit of pain mixed in there, right? You got to have both or you can't really appreciate all the wonderful stuff eternity has to offer anyway. We have to be vulnerable in order to get that connection because when everything else in this world is gone, all of the things that you're using to comfort yourself, when all of that is gone, the only way you're going to find happiness is in who you are and in your connection to others. You have to be vulnerable so you can connect to others so that you have some source of happiness in the eternities in the way that Christ has deep connections to us and deep happiness. I believe in our Savior Jesus Christ. I believe that there's a reason he keeps trying to get us to live like him, <laughs> not just in the eternities, but here, because we can start living our eternal life minus the eternal glory, we can start living our eternal life here, right? When we choose to live like him, we can already experience that happiness that comes from vulnerability and deep connections with other people. I love my savior. I'm grateful that he paid for everything, that he gave me the opportunity to come to earth and experience life fully and deeply so that I could experience happiness fully and deeply. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.